Letter 19 of Pamela, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Pamela, Volume 2 by Samuel Richardson. Letter 19. From Lady Davers to Mrs. B. in answer to the six last letters. Where she had it, I can't tell but I think I've never met with the fellow of her in my life at any age. Are, as I remember, my brother's words, speaking of his Pamela in the early part of your papers. In truth, thou art a surprising creature, and every letter we have from you, we have new subjects to admire you for. Do you think, Lady Betty, said I, when I had read to the end of the subject about Mrs. Jervis, I will not soon set out to hit this charming girl a box of the ear or two. For what, Lady Davers, said she. For what, replied I. Why don't you see how many slaps of the face the bold slut hits me? I'll Lady airs her, I will. I'll teach her to reproach me, and so many of her betters, with her cottage excellences and improvements, that shame our education. Why, you dear charming Pamela, did you only excel me in words, I could forgive you. For there may be a knack, and a volubility as to words, that a natural talent may supply. But to be thus outdone in thought and in deed, who can bear it, and in so young an insulter too? Well, Pamela, look to it, when I see you, you shall feel the weight of my hand, or the pressure of my lip, one or t'other depend on it, very quickly, for here, instead of my stooping as I thought I would be to call you sister, I shall be forced to think in a little while that you ought not to own me as yours till I am nearer your standard. But, to come to business, I will summarily take notice of the following particulars in all your obliging letters, in order to convince you of my friendship, by the freedom of my observations on the subjects you touch upon. First, then, I am highly pleased with what you write of the advantages you received from the favour of my dear mother, and as you know many things of her by your attendance upon her, the last three or four years of her life, I must desire you will give me, as opportunity shall offer, all you can recollect in relation to the honoured lady, and of her behaviour and kindness to you, and with a retrospect to your own early beginnings, the dawnings of this your bright day of excellence, and this not only I, but the Countess and Lady Betty, with whom I am going over your papers again, and her sister Lady Jenny, request of you. 2. I am much pleased with your Kentish account, though we wished you had been more particular in some parts of it, for we are greatly taken with your descriptions and your conversation pieces, yet I own your honest father's letters and yours a good deal supply that defect. 3. I am highly delighted with your account of my brother's breaking to you the affair of Sally Godfrey and your conduct upon it. Tis a sweet story as he brought it in, and as you relate it. The wretch has been very just in his account of it. We are in love with your charitable reflections in favour of the poor lady, and the more, as she certainly deserved them, and a better mother too than she had, and a faithfuller lover than she met with. 4. You have exactly hit his temper in your declared love of Miss Goodwill. 
I see, child, you know your man, and never fear but you'll hold him, if you can go on thus to act and outdo your sex. But I should think you might as well not insist upon having her with you. You'd better see her now and then at the dairy house or at school than have her with you, but this I leave to your own discretion. 5. You have satisfactorily answered our objections to your behaviour to Mrs. Jukes. We had not considered your circumstances quite so thoroughly as we ought to have done. You were a charming girl, and all your motives are so just, that we shall be a little more cautious for the future how we censor you. In short, I say with the Countess, this good girl is not without her pride, but it is the pride that becomes, and can only attend the innocent heart. And I'll warrant, said her ladyship, nobody will become her station so well as one who is capable of so worthy a pride as this. But what a curtain lecture hadst thou, Pamela, a noble one, dost thou call it? Why, what a wretch hast thou got, to expect thou shouldst never expostulate against his lordly will, even when in the wrong, till thou hast obeyed it, and of consequence joined in the evil he imposes. Much good may have such a husband, do you, says Lady Betty. Everybody will admire you, but no one will have reason to envy you upon those principles. 6. I am pleased with your promise of sending what you think I shall like to see. Out of those papers you choose not to show me collectively. This is very obliging. You're a good girl and I love you dearly. 7. We have all smiled at your paradox, Pamela, that his marrying you was an instance of his pride. The thought, though, is pretty enough and ingenious, but whether it will hold or not, I won't just now examine. 8. Your observation on the forget and forgive we are much pleased with. 9. You are very good in sending me a copy of Miss Darnford's letter. She is a charming young lady. I always had a great opinion of her merit. Her letter abundantly confirms me in it. I hope you'll communicate to me every letter that passes between you, and pray send in your next a copy of your answer to her letter. I must insist upon it, I think. 10. I am glad with all my heart to hear of poor Dukes's reformation. Your example carries all before it, but pray oblige me with your answer to her letter. Don't think me unreasonable, tis all for your sake. Pray, have you shown Dukes's letter to your good friend? Lady Betty wants to know if you have what he could say to it, for she says it cuts him to the quick, and I think so too, if he takes it as he ought, but as you say, he's above loving virtue for virtue's sake. 11. Your manner of acting by Mrs. Jervis, with so handsome a regard to my brother's interest, her behaviour upon it, and your relation of the whole, and of his generous spirit in approving, reproving, and improving, your prudent generosity, make no inconsiderable figure in your papers, and Lady Betty says, hang him, he has some excellent qualities too. It is impossible not to think well of him, and his good actions go a great way towards atoning for his bad. But you, Pamela, have the glory of all. 12. I am glad you are learning French. 
thou art a happy girl in thy teacher and he is a happy man in his scholar we are pleased with your pretty account of his method of instructing and rewarding twould be strange if you did not thus learn any language quickly with such encouragements from the man you love were your genius less apt than it is but we wished you had enlarged on that subject for such fondness of men to their wives who have been any time married is so rare and so unexpected from my brother that we thought you should have written aside upon the subject at least what a bewitching girl art thou what an exemplar to wives now as well as thou wast before to maidens thou canst tame lions i dare say if thou'dst try reclaim a rake in the meridian of his libertinism and make such a one as my brother not only marry thee but love thee better at several months end than he did the first day if possible now my dear pamela i think i have taken notice of the most material articles in your letters and have no more to say to you but write on and oblige us and mind to send me the copy of your letter to miss darnford of that you wrote to poor penitent dukes and every article i have written about and all that comes into your head or that passes and you'll oblige yours etc b davers end of letter nineteen